Welcome to Conversations with Pussy. Today on the podcast, we have a very special guest uh, who is Nadine from Tantric Alchemy. And Nadine has come onto the podcast today to speak into menstruation magic. So before we go into that, Nadine, I'd love for you just to like fully introduce yourself and it's really special because I'm actually in front of Nadine right now she's based in Bali so yeah I'm really really grateful that you've come onto the podcast and would love to hear more about what you do before we talk into the the magic of menstruation yeah so basically I'm based in Bali and super honored to be doing this in in real life I was just sharing like it's so much better doing these things in real life than over screens but um yeah so I live in Bali and I'm a feminine embodiment coach and um tantra teacher mainly specializing in feminine tantric arts so my work has really at the moment taken a niche into those realms so working with the womb wellness conscious menstruation um the energetic circulation practices so like the jade egg and um yeah the the Taoist arts for, for women specifically and really at its essence about deepening self-love as a woman and coming back to that wholeness and um, yeah returning to self so yeah I offer workshops retreats and online courses all around these themes amazing and I know that the wisdom that's going to be discussed on this podcast is going to be really potent for for those listening um, and so menstruation magic I know for me I really dedicate my life into being like fully committed to being in communication with my sexuality and with my yoni and um, it's more so recently that I've started to become more in tune with like my moon and my cycle and the way that that impacts the way that I show up in my life and um, I would love to just ask you what does menstruation magic mean to you and like how has it changed your life as a woman? Yeah so basically um, menstruation magic it's been kind of the term that came through me just at a really critical point of I guess reclaiming my power and really stepping into my womanhood and re-initiating myself into being a woman. And um, it was from not having my period for a year and a half after coming off the pill, which was like coinciding with, um, you know, cleaning up all the areas of my life, coming on my soul mission, becoming vegetarian, like, you know, leaving my corporate job and everything. And um, not having that period for that year and a half really forced me into questioning, you know, what my relationship was to my femininity and not having it really amplified that, you know, polarity of, yeah, the absence of something. It's like, you know, you miss it more than when it's just there. And so um, I was working consciously with like delving into these topics around, yeah, what it means to be a woman, my sexuality, my body image, like healing, um, eating disorder stuff. Um, working closely with these these parts of, of myself and and when it came back it was like a reinitiation like it was like you know when I first got my period at 14 it was like an, another initiation at 23 you know into being a woman again but a more conscious initiation and I knew the power of that and the power of um you know over the years working consciously with it because it's like when it came back it was like wow like really understanding and feeling the the potency of it and refining like my relationship to it each month it came and and then it just started to naturally my intuition was guiding me towards you know like yeah looking at how my mood changed each week and um different foods I was eating and just different you know way my energy and my mood was operating and and then, you know, that evolved into working with like honoring the menstrual blood and using a menstrual cup and collecting the blood and not just, you know, throwing it down the toilet or in a bin with a pad or a tampon. And um, yeah, so the menstruation magic kind of came through that. And it's, it's to me, it's about really honoring working with your cycle as opposed to against it and in that it's like linking you back to working with the natural rhythms of nature 
and you know when we're in the natural rhythms of nature and living in accordance to that then we're like living in our flow state or like in least resistance to the natural rhythms Mm -hmm. so it's yeah it's been a journey of just reclaiming my femininity and through reclaiming that connection to nature itself and realizing that we're not separate from that and our bodies are literally a mirror of nature so it's been a beautiful journey of just um I guess like really embodying spiritual concepts as well it's like you know we talk about being in the oneness and being like one with everything and having death and rebirth and cycles that we go through but it's like during that menstrual cycle we're literally embodying those principles and each time we bleed we're dying and rebirthing each month so it's like (laughs) it's like we're actually embodying these things not just um talking about it and realizing the power that like we have as women to do that each month yeah and it's like as you were speaking I was remembering like you said you you know you got your first bleed at 14 and did you say then your your bleeds kind of went missing for some some time and came back at 24 did you say no it it left when I came off the pill so I went on the pill at 18 and then I came off it at like 22 Mm. and it went for like a year a year and a half so yeah yeah and I feel for a lot of women listening and this includes myself my menarche so my first bleed I actually I asked my mum the other day I was like mum do you remember when my first bleed was and she she responded as like she didn't have an idea of when my first bleed was and then I had no idea when my first bleed was and I know that you know in the ancient times menarche our first bleed was just celebrated in in incredible rituals and it was like us stepping into womanhood essentially and for many of us, um, yeah, that, that didn't happen. And we haven't been initiated into the way of allowing ourselves to really dive into our cycles. And yeah, that, that does initiate us into a form of knowing what it is to be in a woman's body and allowing ourselves to be so interconnected with the cyclical nature of um, our beingness, but also allowing that to align with yeah the cycles of the moon the cycles of the earth like it's Mm. such a magical thing and yeah just for you to be able to come back into that at a later part of your life when you were able to really address and infuse that wisdom in Mm. must have been amazing yeah yeah that's it and that's that's the biggest thing it's like I see like during the through my work and you know holding the the women's temples around menstruation magic and even women reading the book it's like it's that initiation into womanhood that we never got may have never some women have you know but it's like these initiations for men and women both men and women are essential for our psychological development and um yeah so I see that it's like if we haven't had that proper initiation, then we get stuck in the girl psychology, whereas, you know, it's like, no, this is, you're moving into the next phase of your life, the next phase of your uh, journey, essentially. So to honour that transition is so, so essential. Mm, Yeah. So for anyone listening who feels called to come into beginning to follow their cycle, what would you say are the first ways to begin to initiate yourself into yeah the menstruation magic and not only using your bleed as that magical time but your entire cycle yeah so the best way is to start tracking your cycle so you know there's so many apps now on the phones that um you can track your cycle which is like you know when you're bleeding you mark in the calendar day one of bleed and then it'll give you a notification when you're ovulating and then when you're about to bleed again and um and also you know you can journal each day like how you feel some prompt you like how you feel emotionally how you feel physically energetically i also have a calendar like in my shop like that you can do that if you're more wanting to write and as opposed to doing it on a phone but um so yeah just starting to understand your menstruation magic so it's all about like you know everyone's is different so 
understanding your own body and how it is, how it works each month and working with your cycle, not like there's a template, you know, there is a template like of the four seasons, but it's like how you work within that, that's your flow. So you're getting into your flow, not like someone else's flow or like, you know, so it's empowering yourself through just understanding, yeah, tracking for the next cycle, the next 30 days after you bleed, like how you feel each day and um, how your mood is, how your physical body feels, how your energy feels, tracking your dreams before you bleed. Um, and these that's like a really simple way to begin, just bringing awareness to that cycle, yeah. Yeah, and I appreciate that. It's because it's like very simplistic if you can become aware of how your cycle works in a way that then instead of having a prescribed this is how you should feel at this point and this is how you should feel at another point like ovulation and if you can really just work with the wisdom of the way that your body works that's that gives you this sovereignty of knowing really how how you move through your cycle personally and yeah in my experience of since becoming or living in Bali, I've I've really just dedicated myself to this practice, um, and developed like a really deep connection and trust in my womb. Mm. And before now, when I was coming into um, bleeding, so just like that point before bleeding, where I know for many women there's like this um, fluctuation of hormones, and it creates like different types of moods coming up and emotions rising up Mm. and usually I would put that to the side and be like oh hey like it's just because I'm due on my period I don't need to listen to um, these emotions that are beginning to become bigger in my life like it will pass Mm. however instead of doing that I've actually began to really listen and to tune in so deeply to what I'm feeling during that that phase because that allows me to know what to let go of during menstruation and most recently I let go of a relationship based on what was coming up during um, that pre-menstruation phase and normally that would be like the last thing that I would do mm-hmm. yet after coming back to that that wisdom and like putting my hand on my womb I know that that was the right decision because my womb was essentially rising up the uh, emotions I was experiencing that I was repressing through the rest of my my cycle, and it was like at that that um, yeah that pre menstruation phase it, it couldn't be ignored anymore. Yeah, mm. yeah, that's it, and that's I think the biggest misconception. You know how like the medical system calls it premenstrual syndrome. You know it's not a syndrome we're experiencing before we bleed. It's like literally the most powerful. Um, eye-opening experience into our subconscious mind because yeah like as you say like what is coming up before you bleed is literally the when the veil is very thin between the conscious and the unconscious so those you know emotions that come up the irritability and the pain is actually yeah your subconscious flagging saying hey look at this issue because if you don't it's going to be more pain this month there will be a heavier period or it's going to amplify the next month because it's like the more you suppress things the more it's going to amplify and I remember that as well the last six months of my last relationship was like I was having it was just getting to the point it was ridiculous like the dreams (laughs) that were coming like these older women were coming in my dreams saying you need to leave him now like you need and I was like ah trying to ignore it and I was like every month getting more and more and until I listen and then it's like you know dissipates the the discomfort it's like yeah, you'll know when you're ready to listen and uh, face it. But it's like sometimes, yeah, got to take a few few cycles in order to <laughs> get the message across. Yeah, and I guess that comes with just trusting, like trusting yeah. your intuition and trusting once you come into a place of understanding how your cycle works and where your emotions navigate to, just trusting the wisdom of that and knowing like... Um, when we were like in the ancient times again that was like when we were bleeding that was like where we were our most intuitive that's when we would gather all of the the wisdom and then bring it back into our tribe right so when we're bleeding in that that period just before like we're actually at our most um in tune with what is actually true within within our world yeah 
Mm. Yeah, exactly. And that's why it's like so important to take that time when you're bleeding to retreat and have um, some space for yourself to really, because your energetic field is so big during that time. Like in Kundalini Yoga, they teach it's like 10, your aura is 10 times what it normally is. Wow. So you're super magnetic and, you know, they said it's why the women aren't allowed in like um, medicine circles or like in group prayers because your your consciousness and your field is affecting the group. It's the group consciousness. So you're super, super powerful and you're meant to be, the women were, you know, guided to just, yeah, go into the red tents to receive the wisdom, receive the inspiration. And I believe this is one of the most important parts of menstruation magic because it's like when you can do that for yourself, not only is it creating a space for self-love, you know, honouring the yin time, the feminine time to retreat and give back to yourself as a woman, at least one day of the month, you know, the first day of your your menstrual cycle of bleeding. Um, and also, you know, when you create that spaciousness to receive the messages through you, what you're going to be birthing when you're ovulating is so much more quality over quantity. So you don't actually have to work as hard. And, you know, I've been running my business like this for the past like five or so years and it's like I just receive when I'm bleeding all the messages for that month and then when I'm around ovulating just action 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 but it's not like a hustle it's not it's effortless pretty much like it's just um because it's in alignment with your soul and when you're doing things in that place then it's not a force or a hustle you know yeah so it's like that feminine way of doing business that feminine way of living <laughs> and and navigating life as opposed to just constantly in doing mode you know mm. in yang do 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 and this is my jam at the moment Nadine so yeah. my jam is how to holistically and yeah holistically run my business from my feminine flow from what's really innate and natural to me rather than being in that go 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 state all of the time because naturally when we are stepping into that it's more of a masculine energy right when we're really just like getting tasks done we're really focused but if we expect that our nature is to be that consistently that really doesn't allow us to nourish and to let go of the stuff that isn't working in our business or actually just in our life um to have that reflection time and like you were saying about when you're when you're receiving the messages for the next month during menstruation to actually begin to birth new things so our life Mm -hmm. evolves rather than just fast-paced running towards like this one thing it's like you allow things to just keep evolving and moving and flowing yeah yeah exactly so for anyone who is listening to this and Um, I feel it's all well and good us speaking into, yeah, tuning in with our cycles and especially when we're bleeding, like really honouring our bleed. Um, But for anyone who's not experiencing a bleed at the moment, whether that be because they're on a form of birth control or um, whatever the reason may be, um, perhaps they're working on, as you were, just bringing back their bleed um, yeah, what would you say to those women who who would still wish to like honor their their cycle and their cyclical nature? Yeah, so the best way is to work with the moon. So um, you know, like there's four seasons of the year, like spring, summer, autumn, winter. There's four seasons that break down during our 28 day menstrual cycle that are linked up with the cycle of the moon. So usually, women bleed either on the full moon or the new moon. And so you can choose which one resonates most for you. Like usually it's like um, when we're living in full natural with the fully in, a, in accordance with nature, we're bleeding on the new moon because that's when the sky is the darkest and we have that time to retreat. And then um, our energy is at its lowest. And then we're ovulating usually on the full moon because that's, you know, when the you have the most energy and it's like peak energy, all the women are out, um, you know, getting impregnated in, in the <laughs> tribes like this is you know, back in tribal ways but um <laughs> like, not at the moment. Are they? <laughs> like where have i been during the full moon gathering <laughs> yeah. but yeah and so um so working with the with the moon so like you can pretend that you're literally like bleeding on the new moon and go into like a bit of a, a 
a one day kind of immersion like retreat space like you would be bleeding so you know take yourself on a mini retreat like get off social media do some journaling meditating just self-love nourishing and then um yeah go through those four phases of the seasons through the four weeks of the cycle of the the lunar calendar and um and just like yeah like like have like a mock kind of period in a way this is what I did the last six months when I didn't have my period I started to do that and then it started and then it synced up with the moon because mm. it was like I was just kind of connecting with the moon connecting my womb breathing with the moon and and then it came on like the fifth or sixth month of doing that um and you know yeah and for women who don't have a bleed at all if they're like menopausal um then that's a whole nother issue in itself. It's like, that's the time where you're really tapping into the crone energy and the, the wisdom because what's happening when we're bleeding is like our blood is in Tantra, it's, it's the life force energy. So a lot of the time when the bleed stops, I find, you know, there's many reasons why it can stop. You know, you could be underweight, you could be in a stressful situation or you could be like going, for me, it was like going through a really huge spiritual transformation and your body actually needs that life force energy to like move through that transformation because you're not your body's like I don't need to be pr producing babies right now we're going through huge like metamorphosis and the wisdom that comes through that you know because the energy isn't leaving your body it's staying within you it's the life force energy it's like sublimating through your body up into the spiritual centers so you know when women don't have their period I like like to mention that as well from that perspective so they don't feel like there's something wrong with them or you know it's a time to really go deeply into yeah your relationship with your femininity and and maybe seeing that you might actually need that energy at that point of time for yeah a huge transformation you might be going through and just trusting like it will come back trusting your body's intelligence and and of course you know getting hormones checked and these things if there is an a physical imbalance but it's usually it starts on the energetic level first and then mm. moves into your physical body but yeah so I feel that's some ways to connect if you don't have a bleed and looking at it at a different in a different way yeah more positive way as well yeah like that time to know that something deeper is at play and yeah. to yeah become aware in different ways of the hormones that you have within your body are still working and moving it's just not coming into full bleed in, in that moment yeah. I would love to talk into the moon and the way that we sync up with the moon um, in two ways so first of all when I speak into the way that we seem to sync up to the moon I um, I explain it and understand it in the way that we're essentially, as human beings, very much made up of water. It's like, I can't remember how much of our body is made up, but it's like a high percentage of our body is made up of water. And just as the moon controls the, tide, controls the tides of the sea, it too syncs up with our waters within us, which is how it allows us to also sync with its rhythms um, and bleed on the full moon or the new moon. Um, is that the way that you see it happening or do you feel there's, there's something else within that too? Yeah, it's definitely linked with that. It's like, so our body is um, just a, a microcosm of the macrocosm of the universe and the seasons of nature so it's just that in itself is just showing us like how connected we are beyond just our physical body like to our environment and the, the universe and so um yeah I feel that in itself is just an invitation to look at it's like wow how powerful this existence really is and like how powerful we are and yeah it's it's working with our our waters for sure you know our inner waters and our emotional levels and you know they've done reports in like psychiatric wards that like when it's the full moon the, the patients are like the most out of control and like wow. all the animals go crazy like my cat leaves for like five days usually on the full moon it's like affects all of us it's like that energy because it's it's when it's bright it's shining the brightest so it's shining like so much of what we need to look at and also um yeah, the waters, stirring up the waters, yeah. <laughs> the emotional waters within ourselves. So, 
yeah, it's super powerful. Amazing. And with the, yeah, we, I sync up with the moon now. And um, I read somewhere, I think it was in a Lisa Lister book, that if we're, and you've explained it also in, in, in a different way, but I, I like this, this explanation too, about if we're bleeding on new moon, it's when we're really allowing ourselves to come into ourselves. And um, yeah, it's essentially more of an inner, in a time during our cycle yeah. if I'm explaining that I'm not sure if that's super articulate but anyway and then when we're bleeding with full moon it's when perhaps um, we're coming into a place of leadership and teaching and we're outwardly using like what's coming through us to be birthed and we're, we're perhaps um, holding women's circles or um, working with women's healing and like actively we've got a circle or a tribe and it tends to flow in that way so we may move between um bleeding with the full moon or bleeding with the new moon it, and it can change depending on where we are at internally sometimes too yeah yeah definitely yeah it's like i've heard that as well and and actually seen it you know in my own journey of when i was bleeding on the new moon yeah it was more of a phase of like it was when I was in a relationship so my body was like wanting to create a baby and like be in that like nesting phase and then after that relationship it switched to new moon because that's when I got like really into my business and really you know more in creating not children but more like my yeah other offerings the other birthings that were coming through through yeah. being a leader and doing doing business so yeah definitely shifts and changes and big eclipse things like you know things like these that happen can shift like a, the whole collective of women like I often you know put out on my Instagram or like um, put out to the women in my community like have your periods all shifted to this big eclipse or this like solar flare or whatever and it's like usually a common thing yeah. it's, like, it's like yeah shifts our bodies it's it's wild to yeah. witness now I'm aware and I'm going to speak into if you are on contraceptives because also if you are then your cycle is probably not going to whip around because yeah. it's being more controlled but I totally noticed that my bleed has been all over the shop since moving to Bali but in this way that it's not all over shop, the shop in a strange way it's like it's moving from it moved from new moon to full moon and then it starts to move around again into new moon it's almost like it really likes to sit directly on either of them yeah. and it's wild just to witness that within my own cycle and be so late some days on some cycles but yeah. knowing that there's something internally shifting for me to actually be like well actually I need to be bleeding on a different a different day and a new moon's the day I should be doing that on and yeah. just trusting in the wisdom of my body even though it freaks me out sometimes yeah. when I haven't had my period for a while but just knowing that my body's syncing up with the rhythm that I should be in yeah um, but so for any of the women, and I'm holding my womb as I say this, this is such a beautiful time to, to talk about this. I'm just tapping into to my womb as we're speaking. Um, so I'm sure when people are listening, they'll be like, oh, I invite people to hold their womb as they're listening to, yeah, tune into her wisdom too. If the women that are listening are using contraceptive pills or, or whatever, that are going to interfere with them sinking um up naturally mm. what would your suggestion be in order to yeah stay safe and stay in a space of yeah if they're on contraception because they're not wishing to become pregnant what would your advice be for for those women who really do want to sync up with the moon but also are on contraceptives at the mm. same time yeah i mean this is a a good question but I feel I'm pretty biased like my <laughs> my whole work is to kind of get women off the pill <laughs> because once you're tapped into the your understanding when your body is ovulating when your body is about to bleed so I like literally can feel when I'm ovulating I can feel the eggs like coming out wow like you know you don't need to be regulating it with these artificial hormones like this yeah, so this is like one of the biggest benefits of being on men oh, tapping into your menstruation magic is understanding your own body, empowering yourself, taking your power back. Like you don't like 
it's very it's a very dangerous thing to be messing with our hormones and um, so many for so many reasons you know there's so many studies out there of this drug but I mean if you are on it at the moment and you're transitioning off then I feel as I said like just yeah connecting with the moon if it's not like you haven't planned it so when you'll be bleeding although you can you could stop and start it again so it's on the new moon that you bleed like take your pill on that day so that could be one way to like transition off um but yeah essentially it's about that it's like empowering yourself to really know your body and know when you're bleeding and also um trusting your body because it's like the soul's going to come through no matter what. Like, I know women who were on the pill who've gotten pregnant. Mm. And women who, like, were bleeding and they got pregnant during during that time. And it's like, some these things are very mysterious and magical. And if a soul is really, really wanting to choose you to be its mother, like, sometimes the pill isn't even, like, protecting that. And it's mm. like, so why are we really even on this thing? And there's, like, what I've begun to do, because I'm pretty on it with my birth control not with contraception i i was yeah. on contraception for on the pill celeste yeah. i don't know if you have that yeah. in Austin. <laughs> um yeah, from 16 yeah. and to the point of um where was i when i came off the pill like perhaps i think i was yeah like late 20s and um I kept not wanting to come off of the pill because when I'd come off of the pill, there was obviously this opening to, oh, I could potentially get pregnant, but also like my skin would go wild, which was just, um, essentially that was something I needed to align within me because there, there was an undercurrent imbalance. Um, but now what I do is become so in the knowing of exactly where I am in my cycle that I know the days that I'm ovulating, I know mm. the days that I'm going to be really receptive to becoming pregnant, yeah. and the days that I won't. So it creates a safety. It's like, okay, so I can use a condom if I wish yeah. to have sex during the days that I'm ovulating. And on other days, perhaps I don't, like, yeah, if I'm bleeding, I'm like, okay, I feel for sure that that's a safe time to be, um, yeah, to be having sex without without there being, like, a... A thing around pregnancy yeah. and what would you say are the, like, the key benefits for coming off of contraception and following your cycle and yeah well I mean there's so many like you know it's that in itself it's like so when I was on the pill yeah at the same time I was going through a lot of things but I noticed that I was yeah going through a lot of heavy depression and I'm not saying the pill caused that, but when I did later research, like the pill actually depletes your vitamin B levels, which is like governing your nervous system, which is governing, you know, like your hormones and like your, um, yeah, can lead to depression if it's like a weak nervous system. So yeah, you feel like more balanced emotionally and also just like more in touch with your body and, and your, yeah, and your natural rhythms and feel more connected to the earth it's not this artificial thing that's happening you know like think about that it's like you yeah you're not naturally it's not natural mm. and i think we need to be really yeah restoring our natural and reclaiming back like our bodies you know it's like we don't know what's happening with these chemicals that are going in it's it's a it's a new drug it's not that old so we mm. don't know the actual long-term effects of it mm-hmm. and things like you know women going on it for for things like acne like that was the main reason I went on it and when I came off it the acne came back by tenfold because it was like I'd suppressed something at like 18 that wanted it was like the acne was just like a purging of stuff that needed to come out Mm. and I suppressed that by putting this pill and yeah I didn't I had perfect skin during that but then when I came off I had to go through a year of like really bad acne and I knew I had to just face the emotional um, causes of that acne mm. and once like you know I really delved into that and the deeper lessons behind that physical thing the physical symptom being the acne then it left my mm. body but it's like anything the more you suppress it then it's just going to come back like eventually totally <laughs> it's like it's like the gen the generic thing that happens when we yeah. when we have an illness or something that 
doctors will give us a pill of some form, whether it be contraceptive or whatever it be, to almost suppress and cover up what's going on. Yeah. Yet that doesn't come to the core of it. You're not healing the deeper core of it. And therefore, when you're not taking that pill, most likely it will rise up again until yeah. you really drop into what needs to shift and move within you. Yeah. Um, what I would love to add specifically around taking the pill and this how it's not so amazing for the body is I remember um, when I had vulvodynia I was seeing a specialist in London and she was um, asking me about contraceptive pill and how long I'd been on it for and in her studies she had realized that the pill actually thinned out the delicate skin of the vulva so women that had been growing up from a young age you know so some women are going on the pill or girls let's say are going on the pill from mm. like 13 because it's to do with like yeah, yeah assisting with acne or whatever it may be whatever the reason and it's actually impacting the way that we're developing yeah. um for me it, it affected my my like the skin of my vulva to become more sensitized and thinner mm. And since coming off of the pill, that's actually rectified itself. Mm. However, it's it's dangerous to, yeah, just consistently be on that, on these um, hormonal interferences for mm. so long without knowing, like, the, the, the undercurrent of what can be created within your body. Yeah, and there's always condoms. Like, this is like, and I know condoms can break, but... You know, if you're really worried about that that side of it, it's like, just use condoms. Mm. It's like, why does the woman have to do the sacrifice our hormones and all yeah. our rhythms? Like, why can't a guy just put a condom on? It's pretty easy. I know! <laughs> it's actually such a big thing It doesn't right impact their, like, like, you know, hormonal system. <laughs> totally. And there's this thing around, like, oh, but it doesn't feel nice. And I feel like, as women, we do get this... Yeah. this um, place of like oh well it it's it doesn't feel nice but really it just doesn't feel nice as yeah. nice for the guy perhaps yeah. but then we're throwing ourselves onto yeah all of these crazy um meds in order to be like okay so now for you to yeah. still feel like exactly. it's delicious i will be on all of these meds for you to exactly. experience that Think it's, about that, like the patriarchal like <laughs> yeah. programming and that. And totally. then like and it's also like in the Tantra, like this so the women um, you know, doing these practices with the menstruation, the whole thing for men is actually learning how to orgasm without ejaculating. Yeah. So it's like men are you know, more and more men are learning this, but taking their part for it. It's like so they can have sex with you for like hours and hours and not even ejaculate. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> so like let's both work together. <laughs> yes. Amen to that. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. So going into that more uh yeah, the like the tantric scene, but also like in that shamanic ritualistic stuff that we can we can create like ceremony and ritual and deep letting go through our um through our menstruation and I would love for you just to yeah explain like what is it that you do during your bleed and what what would be a ritual that you could um explain to the people that are listening that are really intrigued in doing their own blood yeah. blood rituals yeah, so I feel this is, like, one of the biggest keys of, like, uh, reframing our relationship to our femininity through our menstrual cycle. So, you know, how you view your blood, your menstrual blood, is, like, is pretty much directly linked to how you're viewing your relationship to your feminine essence. So, like, you know, if you feel, oh, I don't want to touch my blood, I don't want to, like, you know, use a menstrual cup because I'll have to feel the blood and see it. This is subconsciously telling your, you know, yourself that your feminine essence is shameful, it's disgusting, it's like taboo. And this is not our fault. It's not that these are our original thoughts. These are deep-seated programmings from, you know, whatever powers are at play, like trying to suppress that power, like of the feminine and the power of being connected to your sovereignty as a human being through the being connected to your, your womb, which is your power center and um and to your body and so one of the biggest ways i feel to really shift that belief system is around honoring the menstrual blood each month so 
you know, I use the menstrual cup, which has been amazing since that came into my life, um, to able to be able to actually capture the blood and see it and be like, wow, like, you know, look at how much is coming out and the consistency of it and the texture and all these things, the smell of it even. It's like, you know, when you're using a pad or a tampon, it's just absorbing it and it's not, you're not getting that direct relationship with it. So that in itself, like using a menstrual cup or, um, you know, there's things like eco pads and there's like all these amazing new products like um, period panties that capture the blood that you can rinse out so you can still, you know, collect the blood and see, have a, a relationship with it and use it for things like rituals. So, you know, when I say rituals, it's nothing too like out there. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> Like I've got some amazing <laughs> images in my head. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but so the, the most simple thing that we can do that I suggest is like if you're open to that is just collecting the menstrual blood and offering it back to the earth as an offering because, you know, there's these like there's these prophecies that's like when more and more women offer their blood back to the earth and the men will come home from war mm. because and there'll be world, world peace because what's happening is like the earth has a womb as well and um she actually the blood our menstrual blood is holding these like powerful links of the feminine energy to connect to her and so and kind of nourish her, you know, because she's nourishing us with all the food and the oxygen, the trees, everything. So it's like we need to give back, not just take. And so she's wanting blood shed on her ground. And so that's why men will go to war to like shed blood, mm. like literally killing each other. So blood was all over the floor, all over the ground. And so when, you know, the women offer the blood back, then like there'll be less need for that bloodshed in war. Wow. You know, this is one prophecy. It's like a hoppy prophecy, and um, you know, it makes sense. And and yeah, and you know, like the nutrients found in the blood is so beneficial for your plants mm -hmm. and like anything that you want to um, help grow in your garden because it's like it's got live stem cells in it. It's coming directly from your womb, and and in that, it's like when you give it back to the earth, it's like creating a ritual of letting go of what you want to let go and giving that to the earth to transmute. You know, the mother, the earth can take anything and transmute it back into gold. Mm -hmm. You know, she's like this powerful alchem alchemical cauldron within the earth's core. And so, um, yeah, by releasing, giving it back to the earth and then letting it be transmuted is like a really powerful uh, practice just to really, you know, embody what you're doing you know letting go shedding and then calling forth what you want to fill yourself up with each month mm. so that's yeah a simple way to to start to build that positive relationship with the blood mm -hmm. it's it's so powerful like you were mentioning once you have a menstrual cup and you can see the quality of your blood each mm. month um i was surprised i've just finished bleeding and when I bled, it was just one day after I had had a yoni massage. And in that yoni massage, I had like set like really deep intentions because I was coming into that phase where everything was really emotionally profound and I knew exactly what I wanted to be letting go of. Mm -hmm. And um, I made that clear with, with, um, with the um, practitioner and so that was really worked on just like really allowing that to be let go and so I really sensed the energetic quality of what I was wishing to let mm. go to be released and literally the next day I began bleeding mm. and it was it was like magic you know and um, as I was collecting my blood I really felt like the the work that I had um been doing with the yoni masseuse was just essentially to be like I really want to take out anything that's not mine that's like in the the tissues of my yoni and the energetics of my yoni and my womb and so each time I would like collect my my cup of blood and then return it back to the earth I would be like thank you womb for doing like your shedding thank you for like really and truly releasing this and letting it go and I was actively as I was putting it into the earth my blood into the earth saying I let this go and like really having and holding that intention of letting go and it's incredible that 
us as women, like we have this ability to bleed every month. Like we bleed and that is, it's like a full release. And I want to say like, we, we're so blessed to have this. Many of us believe that to have to bleed and to go through this process, it's like, Oh, I wish that I wouldn't. And I, you know, like men get it so easily or so easy. And actually we're so blessed to have this, yeah like this nature of of being able to feel so deeply and then with that feeling deeply being able to actually bleed and release and let go so that that we can then step into a place of um creation and what do we want like we're so bloody potent (laughs) i feel sorry for men because they don't get to bleed you know like we it's like it's an incredible gift yeah it is and that's the thing, like, when we can really embrace that, it's like, just changes your whole life, you know? I've been met with so much resistance with some of the workshops I've run um, in the Middle East, you know? I went and did some work there, and it was like, most of the women were just, like, really, really resistant to this topic. And then, now, to this day, I still get messages like, oh my god, I'm so excited to bleed again! Like, <laughs> so excited to do, you know? And it's like, yeah, that resistance is usually where the, the power is. And so if you're feeling that, like, oh, it's weird or whatever, it's like usually that's where your your work is and the power will transmute. So more women loving their periods, that's the better. Mm. And it invites men into that as well, like honouring a woman. Because most men never grew up with, women, with mothers who honoured themselves and their menstrual cycles. So, you know, it's why a lot of men have that. Not a lot, but like, you know, there's that negative, oh, she's on a period, like, she's crazy. Because the women don't understand what's going on. So when we understand, we can invite and initiate men into that mm. honouring of the feminine through us honouring of the feminine. So they need to have an example of it. Otherwise, Funny. that old stigma will just stay of like, oh, periods, period shaming. And it's like, no. There's like that, um, yeah, almost this, this, Thing that I've noticed within like exes very much in the past who have been grossed out by periods and yeah if we can just not be grossed out by it and be like I actually really honor this and love it then it, it begins to allow them to see yeah. the power in that too um and since I've been honoring and owning that within myself the beings that I call into my life like all about that like they're like you're bleeding that's amazing let's do something about that you know like let's do a ritual or and it it changes when we can really like evoke that power within ourselves it's like no one else is going to say oh that's gross well they might say it's gross but they're definitely not (laughs) going to be our like our deep friends or our lovers it's like we'll we'll attract people into our life that really honor that truth too yeah yeah and it's and it can be really subtle initiations into that. It's like, you know, just actually yesterday, someone, a man asked me if I could host a, an event with him on the day that I know I'm going to be bleeding. And I was like, um, I just said, you know, I probably won't be able to because I'll be bleeding that day. And he was like, oh, really? And I'm like, yeah, no, I don't do any outward engagements like when I'm bleeding, especially the first day and just explained. And he was just like, wow, thank you for honoring yourself. You know, it's shows others how to honor themselves as well like taking that time self-care and you know being realistic about it it's like but um yeah it's powerful just initiating the men in that way yeah it's inspiring actually and I love that you did that to really just be like hey I'm actually really in tune that this is when I'll probably be bleeding or when I will be bleeding so I don't do things there that's that's a perfect small initiation you're not saying hey here's my blood (laughs) shall we slaver over one another in a ritual it's more just like hey i'm bleeding today so that's not i I won't be doing that it's just allowing them to know that this is what happens in this part of my cycle and it's a blessing because then they can take that out into any other relationships they have so i'm guessing with this guy he'll now know that on the first day of a woman's bleed she really needs to come inwards And that will allow him to be a supportive partner if he's with a woman ever and to be like, oh, you're bleeding for the first day. How can I support you in your inward process? Yeah, exactly. Wow. So, so much 
magic and information and knowledge has just been channeled through within this podcast and I'm sure that people are going to be so up for um, speaking to you Nadine and getting in touch and maybe wanting to work together with you so I would love for you to yeah just um, what are your offerings at the moment how can people contact you where can they find you (laughs) Yeah, so I'm pretty active on Instagram. So I'm tantric.alchemy on Instagram. And, um, you know, I share a lot of stuff over there. And then I've got a a retreat coming up in Costa Rica in April um, called The Feminine Frequency. So that's going to be a really beautiful offering for the women to come together and dive deep into the frequencies of, of the feminine. So like the yoni, womb, the heart space, and then like archetypal embodiment. And so, yeah, I'm super excited about that. It'd be like just a deep dive into everything that I teach, just like really specialized into like five or six days. And, and then people who can't come to that, there is an online course called the Temple of the Womb. And that's basically just, um, yeah, going deep into the womb practices and um, jade egg and um, rituals and some inner child work, shadow work, like all the things that, you know, are governing the womb space. So that's a super beautiful um, offering to do that's, yeah, available in the, on the online realms. Amazing. And what's your website, just in case people are like, I want to go and get that course ASAP, how do they get onto your website? Yeah, it's um, www.tantricalchemy.net. Amazing. So I am going to post and um, add all of your contacts into the um, the bio piece. So if you're listening and you didn't quite catch that, don't worry. It's just if you scroll down, you can find it in the text and you'll be able to get in touch with Nadine super easily. Um, so much gratitude for you coming and sharing all of that deep womb wisdom with, with me and with, with everyone else. It feels like... Yeah, it's such a treat to to be able to speak into this stuff with such um, a level of, like, inner knowing. Yeah, yeah, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, my pleasure. (laughs) And um, if anyone does have any questions about what has been discussed today, of course, please do contact Nadine. Um, If you wish to contact me, of course, my email address is hello at grace-hazel.com and my website is www.grace-hazel.com.